Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Hey gang, thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host Mike Morrison. This is of course the show in which we dispense tips, advice, knowledge, rants, ramblings and insight into the world of membership websites. So if you're thinking of starting a membership site or you've got one up and running already, this is the only podcast where you're going to get the stuff you need to fuel your membership success. And we've got an awesome show for you lined up today. On today's show, I am joined by none other than John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. And he's come onto the show to talk a little bit about podcasting, more specifically about podcasting as a membership site owner. Any of you guys who are familiar with Entrepreneur on Fire will know that it is a daily podcast which is just nuts so john shared a bit about how he actually manages that workload but understandably the window of time that we had to chat was a little more limited he has to kind of be a little more uh, precious and preserved and protective of his time and funnily enough not long before we were scheduled to have our call i actually saw on john's snapchat there was a guy who was interviewing him for his podcast where this guy was actually up at 2 a.m. just to conduct this interview. So when you see a guy hustling like that, you see a guy who's having to get up at 2 in the morning because that's literally the only time that John had available on that day, then I'm not going to haggle over another 5 or 10 minutes. But what I found interesting, and this may be interesting for any of you who are running your own podcast or you're thinking about running interviews, I actually found that the 20 to 25 minutes or so that we had to talk, that constraint actually focused the conversation a lot more. So we got quite a lot of real good value out of our quick chat. I really enjoyed it. I found it very, very interesting. I hope you guys will enjoy it too. So without any further ado, we're going to jump right now to my conversation with John Lee Dumas. All right, guys, I'm joined today by none other than JLD, John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire. John, welcome to the show. Mike, there are a few places I would rather be. Thanks for having me, brother. Let's ignite. Awesome, man. Awesome, man. So for a lot of people, you are synonymous with podcasting, particularly in the business space. But what I want to talk about today specifically was podcasting as a membership site owner, which, of course, you are. You have Podcasters Paradise. That's the more traditional membership. And you know what I found really, really cool when I was looking more at Freedom Journal, which is just epic in terms of its success, <laughs> is you've got kind of a membership site vibe going on with that. I love the the subscription for the replenishment. You've got the Facebook group for the community. So you're rocking a bit of a membership around that physical product too. Uh, how important is podcasting? What kind of part has podcasting played in developing and growing those communities? It has been the core essential for everything that we've done. I mean, for every entrepreneur, for every small business owner, you have to find that initial lead generation tool that's going to work for you. For me, it was a podcast, a seven-day-a-week podcast that I could leverage the amazing directories like iTunes, 525 million active subscribers, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, um, Spotify, fill in the blank, you know, with all these directories, with all of these already waiting subscribers, waiting for your content. And I was able to build an audience that way that knows, likes, and trusts me. And I can, I continue to deliver that free 
valuable, consistent content to them. And that starts that lead generation. So anything that I do has stemmed from that. And it just allows me to have that initial funnel and then just figure out ways to uh, create the funnel into a very profitable and revenue generating machine. You mentioned there, obviously, Entrepreneur on Fire for the one or two listeners who've been living under a rock and haven't come across <laughs> it, it. It kind of stood out and made its mark through being a daily podcast, which on its own is just insane, man. I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> but when you look at all this other stuff that you're doing and that you've developed over the years, Podcast of Paradise, Freedom Journal, podcastwebsites.com with my fellow Brit. Uh, Ask with. There we go. Uh, you've got your webinars course, you're on other people's podcasts, you're speaking at all these events. How in the world do you manage it all? There's one word and it's insanity. No, excuse, <laughs> the one word is batching. And I am a batching machine on so many different levels. Now, one thing that I really kind of want to preface this is by saying batching needs to come and build slowly for people. Like, don't think that you can become a batching machine tomorrow because it took me a long time to become it. You know, just like we can't go out and run 26.2 miles, you know, a marathon tomorrow unless we've been training for it. You know, we'd kill our body, we'd kill ourselves. So it is a process you build up to. Like when I first launched EO Fire, it was pretty much my whole entire life. I was doing like one or two interviews a day spaced out. It would take me forever to edit. It would take me forever to upload. And it would that was it. Like that's what I was doing for months and months. Yeah. But then I started implementing systems and automation and that allowed me to batch so I can now do four interviews a day. Then I moved up to eight interviews once a week. And now, and this is again gonna sound insane because it is in a lot of ways, but I've built up to this in over 1300 episodes the first Monday and the first Tuesday of every month I have 15 back-to-back -back interviews on Monday wow. 15 back-to-back -back interviews on Tuesday every 40 minutes for whatever that comes out to like 10 hours I'm doing interviews and guess what it's a long day but I love interviews because I'm in I'm talking and having conversations with inspiring and successful entrepreneurs. That's exactly why I got into this game. So I'm loving these conversations. And yes, I'm having to put a lot of energy into it. But after two days of that focused energy, that batching, I'm done for the month, Mike. I'm done my interviews for the month. I package them up. I send it off to my VA. I have systems and automations in place that they take care of everything else in that area. So now I'm looking at 28 days to do other things in my business, like you had mentioned the Freedom Journal and Podcasters Paradise and other adventures that I'm taking on. Also, and it's been about three and a half years now since EO Fire started. Coming up on four. Awesome, man. So obviously the constant during that time has been the podcast and all the other things that have happened with your business and all these, these great, exciting projects to come out with. Have you ever been tempted? Has it ever crossed your mind to take EO Fire in a different direction as other elements of your business started developing or is sticking with what got you to the dance, you know, really, really obviously important for, for the direction of where you're going with it? Temptation is always there. And I would have taken it in different directions many times because what do I do? I keep my finger on the pulse. I am always engaging with Fire Nation. I'm always asking them questions. I'm always listening to their responses via email, via Snapchat, via any way that I can communicate with them. And I'm asking them the hard questions like, what do you like about EO Fire? What don't you like about EO Fire? And the responses that I get from them, that dictates, dictates the future of the show. And 
you know, for a number of reasons, I really nailed a great format early on and people have continued to want that because they love the uniqueness of EO Fire. Every single show, you are hearing a completely unique worst entrepreneurial moment story. Nobody has the same worst moment. Guess what everybody has? The same... (sighs) beliefs about success. Oh, you need to fail fast, fail hard, fail faller, you know, all these things. Like that's what you hear on so many different shows. But when I just hold people's feet to the fire and say, tell me your worst moment. Yes, it's the same question every time, but OMG, it is such a different and unique story that comes out of the other end of the mic every single time. And then moving forward into the aha moment. And then of course the lightning round is so helpful for various reasons. So I've been willing to adjust and have done slight adjustments, but the reality is I just keep my finger on the pulse with Fire Nation. They tell me what they want and I answer. Great stuff. And so obviously we, we've mentioned Podcasters Paradise. That's your membership site for podcasters. So when that came along, did you have to kind of change your mindset, your approach, your thought process towards moving listeners towards becoming members and kind of, uh, you know, since you're selling your own product as well and pushing product that is for podcasters, has that affected your approach to your podcast, who you invite on, how you promote it, how you leverage it in terms of everything else? Or, you know, is there, is there another way you go about getting your listeners to become members? The latter. For me, the best thing that you can do by far is create free, valuable, and consistent content. So when I knew that a lot of my listeners were interested in podcasting and creating, growing, and monetizing their own podcast, I made it a priority to create free podcastcourse.com. So for me now, it's very simple. When people say, hey, John, I got a question about podcasting. I say, bloop, freepodcastcourse.com, 15 days, 15 killer tutorials. You'll know everything that I know about podcasting. And in, you'll be able to have any question you might want answered through that in- incredible course. I, on the other hand, get their very valuable and targeted email. So that when I do podcast workshops or whatever else it might be, I can say, you know, hey, Mike, I know you signed up for a free podcast course. You're obviously interested in podcasting. I'm holding a free live podcast workshop in a couple hours. Click here if you want to join us. And then we get hundreds of people on that live webinar every other week when we hold it. And we make multiple sales in the podcaster's paradise on those live webinars. And the chain just keeps on rolling. Good stuff, man. And one thing we find with ourselves, you know, we've got membership site about membership sites you've got a membership site about podcasting so it's kind of similar in terms of you are really really kind of open for scrutiny amongst your members is that something that you kind of prepared for is it something that's that's come up you know do you get that amongst your community where they'll look at something you know that that happens on a podcast and perhaps be more scrutinizing of that because you're obviously teaching them and you're putting out several different podcasts too. Yes. And I welcome it. My attitude is leaders need to lead and I want to be a leader in the podcasting world. So I need to lead. Like I just actually posted today in Podcasters Paradise, a sneak peek at my Tony Robbins interview. I interviewed Tony Robbins two days ago. It was a 30 minute interview. It was super cool. It's going to go live on April 15th on EO Fire. Killer interview, but I'm giving paradise, the sneak peek of that um, episode, because what I did was at the end, I left a little Easter egg where I said, hey guys, 
I don't usually do this, but because Tony's such a big deal and I'm in such awe of what he's accomplished and the person that he is. And I wanted to show you what our pre-interview chat sounded like. So before I even turned the, the quote unquote mic, the, the quote unquote recording mic on, like I was actually recording from that mm. first minute. And so it's just an interview. It's just a, a little behind the scenes peek at how I handle Tony when he first goes, Tony Robbins here. Like, how do you deal with that part until you hit record? I mean, we all know that once you hit record, you know, game's on, everybody's professional, blah, blah, blah. But how do you handle those first couple of minutes, especially with somebody like Tony Robbins, who's yeah, such a big deal, yeah. his time's so valuable. So you don't want to like just gab because he doesn't want to gab. <laughs> but at the same time, you want to have a connection that's made. So I showed how I made a quick connection with Tony and how I really kept it professional, but at the same time, how I made him laugh. And then I was very respectful of his time and we kicked right in. And I said, this is how I treat people that come on my show that are really big deals, that are really strict time uh, timelines. And they, again, just can't, you know, gab to gab. Yeah. And I love that kind of saving those little nuggets for your members. Um, one other thing I love that you do for your members too, is you you have your members on your own kind of podcast for Podcasters Paradise. That's given them a huge platform. And obviously it's, you know, it's a, every episode is a testament to your site as well. How's that been received? Has there been any any difficulty, um, any issues arising from kind of your who gets featured on the Podcast of Paradise podcast first or what have you? Uh, and is this something you're kind of looking to develop further outside of of just the podcast in the future? Zero problems. We just cool. approach it from day one as a first come, first serve methodology, and we're just going right down the list. And we have a great host, the real Brian, who is amazing on every level when it comes to podcasting and being a host. And you know, everything's on him. You know, I bring him the guest, he knocks it out of the park, and it's a great system. And like you said, it's a great way for us to feature our community in a really powerful way with a great platform, and we love it. Great. So. Obviously, we're huge fans of podcasts and ourselves. A lot of our members started as listeners, you know, and we started our own podcast. It, I've got to admit, it was kind of just an excuse for me to to rant on. It didn't really, <laughs> it it didn't really have a fixed publishing schedule. And then all of a sudden, our members started turning up, saying, "Yeah, we we found out about you through the podcast." So, yeah, that was game on. <laughs> so, a lot of our students they're looking at podcasting mainly as a way of. of building authority and becoming thought leaders in the industry. Uh, a lot of their membership sites are based around that kind of thought leadership. What advice would you have for people wanting to use podcasting specifically for authority building? I think it's amazing for all those reasons you just said. I mean, it allows you to reach out to people in your industry who are frankly rock stars. And, you know, they probably would like you as a person if they could have a conversation with you, but they're getting pulled in a million different directions. And now you can say, hey, I'm not just going to ask you for a one-on-one -on -one chat that's just like me and you talking and then it just disappears in the ether forever. But hey, how about you come on my platform? How about you come on my podcast where I have an audience that listens, that subscribes, and that's going to give you a, a megaphone to share your voice, your message, your mission with the world in a more powerful way. And then you have these conversations and you know, it's just you and your guests. It was just myself and Tony for 30 minutes, you know, on that call. That was super cool. I mean, I have no illusions of grandeur. Like I'm not Tony's best friend now, but if I do ever see Tony in the future, I can say, hey, Tony, John Lee Dumas, EO Fire, like really enjoyed having you on my show. And there's a good chance that he's going to remember that and say, oh, what's up, JLD? Like, nice, nice work, buddy. And like, again, that'll be it. But it'll be like that little cool connection that we had. And it'll be, give me a reason to not just go up and be like, Tony, can I take a picture with you? Like that, you know, it'll, <laughs> it gives you more. And then, of course, some real friendships can happen. And I've, 
you know, grown incredible friendships. And, you know, I was, I ma- I've masterminded um, with Tim Ferriss for five hours, went out to dinner with him, went out to a bar with him because of the podcast. And, you know, different things have happened because of that and allowing myself to have great connections with industry rock stars who, you know, again, I never would have been able to build that initial reaction without. And I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, that people listen to your podcast and you didn't really know how it was going to turn out, but then people started turning up from that. And you said, wow, now I know that people are discovering us, listening, and then taking action. Now I'm going to amplify that. And that's why it's so important to continue that engagement with your listeners and not just with your listeners, but with your clients, raving fans, followers. So you know what's working for them, how they're finding you, and you amplify those areas. For sure. And what you say there about, you know, if you were to bump into Tony, having that that almost icebreaker of the fact you've spent 30 minutes one-on-one in conversation, that goes so much further than, you know, do you remember that one time I emailed you? <laughs> you know, remember when I tweeted you a hilarious cat picture and you liked it? And, and for us, you know, we, uh, I'll make no bones about the fact that when we've been lining up podcast guests, uh, I'm prioritizing the guys who I'm going to hopefully meet at Social Media Marketing World before we go to Social Media Marketing World over the ones who won't be there. It's just that icebreaker, like you say. So obviously, if I bump into yourself, we've had a chat here, Nathan Chan, Chris Ducker, the likes of that. Love it. Um, so you know, let's, let's talk interviews because obviously – EO Fire, it's a 100% interview show. Are you at that point now where pretty much everyone is applying to you to be featured or are you still kind of going out there hustling, reaching out to people yourself to to get them to come onto your show? It's 100% inbound at this point. I get mm. approximately 300 inbound inquiries per month. So of course, 95% of people are just as a math, just have to get turned away because my favorite uh, guests on EO Fire are actually recommendations from past guests. So I always put those as a priority. So, you know, like in, when an Aaron Walker or a Gary Vaynerchuk or Tim, you know, Ferris will reach out and say, hey, John, you know, I think this got to be great for your show. I'm like, well, these people know my show. Um, they really understand what I'm trying to get out of it. And if they're recommending this person and they know that our relationship is valuable, they're probably only going to recommend somebody that's pretty awesome. So I love those intros and those kind of make up the majority of what EO Fire is now for guests. And then again, we kind of sh- we'll, we'll shuffle through the applications of the other 300-ish you know, that are applying per month, so to speak. Yeah, And so obviously, I suppose flipping that around then as well, a lot of people must be vying for your time to uh, to come onto their podcast. I know you have a stacked schedule today. <laughs> I saw on your Snapchat you have a, a guy up at two a.m. in the morning to. Uh, to oh grab- yeah, you've- <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm kind of just starting to get a little bit too addicted to uh, oh, Snapchat. <laughs> so uh, you know, for people just starting out, I know a lot of our students want to know when we ask them what what questions they had for you. How do you go about? getting some of those bigger fish, those rock stars onto your podcast? And what kind of mindset do you think people should have if they're looking to start an interview-based show? Well, number one, I think you should really ask the honest question, why do you want rock stars on your show? Yeah, like, do yeah. you really want rock stars on your show? Because if you want rock stars only because you think that they are going to promote your show heavily to their audience, like that's the wrong idea because that's yeah. not going to happen. If they're really rock stars, they're on 
hundreds of other shows. And the last thing they can do is promote any show to their audience because the problem is most of them are getting asked the exact same questions <laughs> and they're giving the exact same answers. So they're not going to just kind of keep pushing the exact same content out to their audience. So, you know, unless you're, you're creating a wildly unique show, um, they're not going to share it. So like, stop like thinking that that is the way to success. And for me, like, I love when I have guests on that are, you know, just trying to hack it or maybe just started getting that momentum and they're building a really cool niche but passionate audience and they are willing and they will share the crap out of EO Fire because it's a huge win for them and they did get to share some really cool things because I talk, you know, I make them talk about their worst moment ever and you don't just start talking about your worst moment ever usually, you know, and then I have them talk through the mindset of the lessons learned, the aha moment. So, I love when my guests aren't rock stars because they typically promote it two, three, 10, 50, 100 times more. And, and that's important. So I would ask yourself that question first. But the real answer to your question is it's like building a home. You got to start with the foundation, you start with those blocks. You know, I went to Blog World back in 2012. I went to the speakers that didn't have the full rooms and I watched their talks and I raised my hands and I asked questions and I built relationships with them by saying hi to them after they were done talking because their room wasn't that full. And I asked them to come on my show and they said yes. And I started building my foundation that way. And, you know, level D, uh, moved to level C, moved to level B. And then last week, Tony Robbins emailed me to see if he could be on my show. Wow. Wow. So that one was an imp. That was him reaching out to you for that one. That was Tony Robbins outbound saying, Hey, you know, I'm pushing money, my paperback launch of it, uh, Master of the Game. I'd love to be on your show. My uh, assistant CC'd here. If you guys can find a time, let's do it. Love it. Love it. How did that feel when that came in? Uh, amazing. <laughs> um, we mentioned Snapchat and Snapchat kind of popped up there. Do you. Uh, do you think that the rise of live streaming, obviously we've had all these uh, new features rolled out with Facebook Live this week, you've got Snapchat, Periscope and the like all coming through. Do you see that as something which might start to kind of move audiences away from podcasts in terms of that, you know, quick, easily accessible content because it features video? Or do you think there's a... a, a a good way for people to be able to balance that in terms of their output, in terms of the content they're creating. Yeah, I think it could. I think nothing's safe coming up in the future because there's a lot of great companies and great entrepreneurs that are just creating great, amazing things. I mean, one thing that I will say about podcasting that I love is it does really own a unique niche. Podcasting is never going to be the end all be all period, but it's always owned this niche. It continues to own this niche. And I really see it owning this niche in the future because it's hard to replace this one. And I'm alluding to the fact that podcasting is for you to say yes to without having to say no to other things. If you want to jump on somebody's blab, you can't, you can't be watching them and driving. If you want to be watching somebody's Snapchat, you know, you're not really going to be able to be running on the bay. Like, podcasting allows you to say, hey, I'm going to go out for a run and just pop in my earbuds. I'm going to be driving in my car, you know, when it's raining out. So I got to concentrate. I'm not going to be like watching some video. Like podcasting kind of owns that unique space of where you can really just kick back and enjoy that content while you're doing other things, folding laundry, you know, doing the, whatever it might be, whatever, you know, fill in the blank, walking your dog. But I will say that, you know, these are amazing opportunities that are coming out with Blab, with Anchor.fm, with Periscope and Snapchat. I mean, it gives you that 
that really, that real time vibe, that real time environment, you know, with Snapchat, it's within the last 24 hours. I mean, it's really recent. I mean, I did that Snapchat that you just mentioned like an hour ago and you've already watched it yeah. and you consumed it. And you know, that's the meaning of Snapchat. It's like, wow, like I'm not watching content that John produced a year ago. Like I know this happened today. And yes. that's pretty, uh, pretty cool thing with Snapchat. And that's why it's actually my favorite platform by a long shot, by a long shot. So I really do believe that there's a lot of great things that are coming out and they continue and they will be continuing to come out. I think that podcasting is, is going to continue to own a really unique space. Um, and I really think that you're going to start to see a massive battle taking place, you know, from the blabs and the periscopes and the you know snapchats that are all battling for your ears and your eyes podcasting is only battling for your ears yeah. when your eyes are otherwise engaged love that love that john thank you so much for giving up your time and being on the show i really appreciate you coming on really enjoyed our quick chat lots of good stuff there for our listeners before you go pimp away let us know where people can find you if they're not already subscribed to the podcast let us know about your community anything you want to pimp Go for it, man. All the magic with us happens at eofire.com. I mentioned the free resources that we have. I mean, we have killer free trainings and podcasting and webinars. It's all there. Of course, my most passionate thing in 2016 is the Freedom Journal, which is a gorgeous faux leather-bound journal where you can accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. So if you want to learn more about that, very simply visit thefreedomjournal.com. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my favorite social media platform, and that is Snapchat. So head over to eofire.com slash snap, add me on Snapchat, and you'll get direct daily mentoring from me. Great. John, thanks again so much for coming on the show. Take it easy, man. Peace, brother. Thanks again to John for joining me on today's podcast. Hopefully you guys got a lot of value from our conversation. I've got to say probably the thing that I like most that John talked about in what he does with his membership with Podcasters Paradise is the creation and the provision of bonus content from his Entrepreneur on Fire show that he keeps for his members. That idea of finding bonus content within the free stuff that you're putting out publicly and making that available to your members is something that works extremely well. One of our clients in particular does a lot of video interviews. So what he'll actually do is he'll do video interviews with some big names in his industry and the audio gets released as a podcast, but only the members of his membership site get full access to the video. So the material is the same, but it adds that extra dimension that's only available to you as a member. And that exclusivity, that little look behind the scenes at some of the people that those uh, members of our client site look up to and admire that's worth a lot and his members really value that so if you're thinking of putting together a podcast or if you're doing it right now see if you can find ways in which you can extract a little bit of extra value a little bit of bonus content that you then provide to your members and another solid solid tip that i found that john gave there relates to interviewing other people on your podcast and how to approach it in particular having an actual reason for approaching these big names in your industry other than simply wanting to land a big fish 
There are several different people I could have had on the show to talk about podcasting, but one of the main reasons that I approached John was the fact that this guy runs a membership site, whereas some of those other guys don't. So he can understand and he has got that context of using a podcast as a promotional tool, as a vehicle through which to build a membership on the back of. And, you know, that's something that's valuable, hopefully for you guys as prospective or existing membership site owners to get a bit of insight and to hear some of John's thoughts about too. So again, big, big thanks to John for joining me on the show. I really do hope you guys have got a lot from our chat, a lot from our conversation. That's it from me for this week's episode, but I'll be back very soon with another installment of the Membership Guys podcast and a breaking announcement right here. 14 days from now will mark the debut appearance of the one and only Callie Willows on the Membership Guys podcast. You heard it here first. She'll be coming up very soon. Stay tuned to find out what she actually sounds like. (laughs) Thanks again for joining us on the show. I'll be back again soon. Have a great week, guys. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discount perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement, and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage, and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.